Now in the Miller Time Hotline, of course, it's Wazi and attorney David Devar. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, welcome to uh, welcome to Miller Time. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, my friend? Uh, not bad for a Wednesday morning, actually. Just uh, a little cold. Um, of course, we went. Uh, Chewy and I went for our morning walk this morning. And uh, you did. Oh Lovely. yeah. Yes. So, so you all congregated together for the three hours. Um, yes. Social distancing, but not social. Distancing. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. It's it's brilliant in a bottle. I'm telling you, man, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, um, we've got David with us this morning, my friend. Um, yes. Um, and I'll tell you why, because um, this reminds me of my days as a DJ. Um, you know, and I mean that by uh, being broke. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get out and see people. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. So we got we got David. It's more of my days of being an attorney, being broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, my my grandfather was an attorney for fifty plus years, and uh, well, technically, still is. He's alive. He's not practicing. So I understand very well what you mean because everyone thinks attorneys are wealthy, yeah. but what they don't understand is the struggle is real getting there. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and that's why we got Dave on today because. I mean, um, I believe some people were. Uh, David's from Cape Town, by the way. You know, he's like he's one of those. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I, 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 I believe that uh, like some Oaks were like arrested at Musenberg Beach yesterday because they weren't yes. exercises. They were like they were like just checking out the waves, bro. Yes. Yeah, they're surfing. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes common sense. You know, as as my father always says, the problem with common sense is it's not that common. Yeah. You know, there was a. The family was arrested because the toddler went off the boardwalk onto the beach. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, really? I, I read this story last night, and I was actually shocked. And then I saw a video of another guy being yeah. arrested because he was exercising on the beach. But the moment he stopped, the cops were there, and boom, they pounced on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, the beaches are specifically written into the regulations as being a no-go zone. Yes. You know, prohibited. So he, took it, he, he took his chances, and well, it didn't work out for him. But it shouldn't necessarily be uh, a no-go zone, in my opinion. I don't know. I, you know, look, everyone's got a different thing. But to me, I'd rather be on a beach uh, than in a shop. Because to me, to me, you go into a spa right now or you go into a pick-and-pay or Woolies or anything, and people are not social distancing. It doesn't make sense. They're, they're, they're so close yeah. together. You're actually better off to be on a beach outdoors. Quite right. Yeah. Quite right. David, um, you, you, you specialize in both family agree. law. And you specialize in uh, you're a conveyancer as well. I wanted to ask you. Oh, uh, a shout out to my friend Candy, who's listening for the first time. And uh, Candy, hello. She's in a position now. Yeah. Um, she's in a position where her house has been sold, Dave. Yeah. And um, obviously she can't move. And it's put her in a financial predicament in terms of having to pay, <coughs> pardon me, having to pay now occupational rent to the new owners. That's the one thing I wanted to talk to you about. And then the other thing I read about was guy signs the lease. Um, he can't move in, and the landlord um, uh, wants him to pay rent um, for this month, and he's he's not in the property. Um, yeah. what, what are your comments with regards to those two things, bud? Sure. Well, the first one for, for Candy, um, you know, I presume that the agreement says that you know, occupation date of occupation would be yes. May, um, and whoever's in there has to pay the occupation. I mean, that's just if a property has been sold, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she would have been paid out her proceeds, in which case, yeah, she's paying rent, 
Yeah, she's still, she's still sitting with the income benefit from the capital. So I don't see that one as being a. I mean, it's horribly inconvenient, but I don't see that one being a major issue. Yeah, shame. It's it is it's it's just the inconvenience due to the fact that um, basically what happened was you know um, supposed yeah. to move out and and took matters into her hands where she's been very responsible and offloaded the property because it was too expensive for her. Um, yeah. Now finds her and has sort of found alternative accommodation that is much cheaper within her means and now she's sitting with this property having to pay someone else more than the bottom yeah. in the first place yeah more than so, the yeah, bottom. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's 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 a bummer it really is a mm. bummer hey and what about the guy that signed the lease for the yeah. new for the new place well look you know there you sit i mean that one is it is such a gray area because the thing is you know has, has he moved in has he taken occupation of the property mm-hmm. nope So the landlord still has the keys. If the landlord has the keys, the landlord is in control of the property, in which case the landlord has not performed in terms of the lease, um, and so he can't charge rent because he hasn't given him occupation. If your friend was sitting with the keys and had possession of the property, even though he hadn't moved in, yes, he'd be liable for rent. Oh wow! Okay, so it's 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 really this 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 uh, the, the, the what would you call it? The lockdown is really playing havoc. Um, I mean, oh, yes. we chatted we chatted yesterday, and we were saying. In fact, we spoke to Stuart on Monday from an investment point of view. Yes, and he was saying that it, it's now almost as though the government's flexing its muscles, uh, um, David. Uh, in what regard? Well, with with regards to lockdown, I mean, and, and two aspects of that. I mean, the the one aspect, of course, is that I mean, this exercise between six and nine is not conducive to um, social distancing and health. It doesn't make sense um, from from a, a I think from a scientific point of view. Mm. You know, having all the people out at the same time. Um, and the other one is, I mean, just having the lockdown between eight o'clock and five o'clock in the morning. Um, what's that about? Uh, look, I can I understand that, and I completely I, I think the curfew from eight until five in the morning I think is a good because it's going to have a massive impact on the of, of crime. Yeah, uh, because you can't go and burn down. There's 650 schools that have been burnt down. Wow, you know you can't go and do that in the middle of the night because you can't go there. Ah. As soon as you get arrested, so. There's a lot of that kind of stuff, and you know, the, I mean, we've seen the footage of things being broken into. So it does amount to a certain amount of control. Obviously, I'm not in favour of that restriction of uh, of personal liberties, but I think at the moment that one I'm I'm okay with. But the morning exercising one, it just makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I you know, agree. on the one hand, you know, my professional opinion, I'm going to say to people, you need to comply because that's what the law is, and if yes. you don't. Get arrested. Yeah. yeah. And here's my number. That's your legal advice. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, and then on the other hand, um, from a, again, from a common sense point of view, as you say, you know, you've got everyone out between six and nine in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, your prospect of getting infected is certainly a lot higher. And then what happens at five past nine? Are you what? Is you now no longer getting get infected? You know, (laughs) the virus takes a break. It takes a sabbatical, right? Uh, You know, I want to ask this. The virus takes a sabbatical. (laughs) Absolutely. That's that's absolutely correct. So it's uh, 23 minutes after the hour. We got Wazi on the line and, of course, uh, attorney Dave Duar. Uh, Sir, I want to ask you, uh, if I may. 
Maybe you can shine some light mm. on the, the regulations under this lockdown as it uh, pertains to the wearing of masks, because I'm seeing several things that conflict with each other. I see people saying, oh, no, you must wear a mask, even if you're driving a car, even if you're alone in the car. I see other people, and I'm of the opinion that it's ridiculous to wear a mask in a car where you're alone. I see people saying, oh, you, yeah, I see people saying you, you don't need to wear it when you're exercising as long as you're social distancing. I see other people saying you must wear it the moment you leave your property. So uh, and, and are these uh, failures to, to, to wear a mask whenever you leave your property? Uh, is, is this a criminal offense under this? Can they actually charge you with a criminal offense? Um, they can charge you with a criminal offence. What the regulation says is if you are out in public, um, you have to wear a mask. Um, they haven't defined whether being in your car is out in public or not. Um, so I would say there's a very good argument there that you're not out in public because it's your personal and private space and no one can come into you without your permission. Right. However, until we've you know, gone to court and tested that, who knows? You may be the one to you know, do that if I you take your chance, right? <clears throat> I think you know. I think the thing is, you know, that the, I think the defence would stand, but the problem is someone has to go through that process before there's actually some sort of decision from the court on it. Yeah. Um, with regards to exercising, yes, you you have to wear a mask. It's the most horrible thing, but you know, either a mask, or, um, you know, some sort of face covering. You know. Yes. Um, and I mean, you can see the regulations. If you don't have a mask, then a what are those things called a bag? And if bandana, not a bandana, yeah. then it is. So they're slowly, you know, they provide alternatives, but the intention is that you obviously aim for the highest on the list to get the best protection. I find that a pair of uh, yeah. underwear is also very handy if you if you don't have a bandana or a mask. <laughs> yeah. and but of course, you can't buy underwear. Right, <laughs> of course. No, it's but, a mondo at the moment. But guys. you can. But you can. I'm sure you can find a, a used pair somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, David, David, have you guys got any interesting cases going on at Thompson Wilkes at the moment uh, with regards to COVID and, and perhaps someone not complying? Uh, you know, there are a couple of legal issues that are running around at the moment. Um, the first and the biggest one, of course, or the, the two biggest ones is the exercise and the cigarettes. Mm. Um, but the cigarettes one is, yeah, I'm not sure when that is caught, but the, in court, but that's been taken to court, as you know. So we'll have I to wait. I actually read right now on News 24 about 20 minutes ago that yes. the British American have decided to withdraw um, oh. their, their application. Yeah, so that's in about by then, which... I wonder, you know, what's going on there behind the scenes because they've mm. done a complete about turn. Yeah, they said so, and actually they're trying to work out a deal behind the scenes and they feel like it would be better to try and negotiate rather than threaten legal action. Uh, that's according to EWN. Uh, that article, I think, is the same one you're looking at. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's, yeah, so that's the one. And then, of course, the other one is, is you know, centralizing the distribution of food parcels. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's a there's a principle in South African law called uh, negatorium gestio, where you can actually you can act in the defense of a third person. So you know, if you see someone being beaten up, you can step in and you know st stop the attack. You know, you can yes. sort out the attacker. Um, you know, and that's actually a legal. So now the question is, what happens um, with the centralization of food parcels? So if I, as an NGO, continue feeding people who starve. Am I acting in their self in their their defence, or am I breaking the law? 
and again, you know, we've sort of we've debated this within the firm, and the consensus seems to be that the, the defence would probably stand, but you know, again, someone's got to go through the process and get arrested and go to court and have to yes, go get tested. <clears throat> yeah, but you've got to you've got to have to go through the legal process to see whether you did actually break the law or not. There's wow. really no there's wow. no there's no legal precedence for this, right? Because this has really never happened before under this current laws and constitution yeah. that we have. Exactly, and unfortunately, the the problem is that the the attitude that's been taken by the state and the um, you know the officials is that they are taking a hard line on everything and then you know prove us wrong, as yeah. opposed to modicum of confidence coming into the equation. Yeah, we've we've of course yeah, seen that it's many times around the world, but now it's here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, at, at this moment in time, theoretically speaking, I, you know, let's say for instance, I've got a mate down the road uh, who's got no food. I jump in my car. I go take the person some food. I get stopped in a roadblock. What are you doing? I'm taking some food to my mate. Um, from a legal point of view, they can arrest me. Um, yes. I get put in a cell, probably get COVID-19 in the cell, yeah. then have to go to court. And then the judge, using common sense, goes, well, oh, that's a bit harsh, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've got, I have a friend, uh, and I mean, this isn't a horrendous story, but, you know, this is the practicality of how these things go out, you know. Yeah. A, a relative in the UK, you know, an elderly gentleman who actually was a doctor himself, mm-hmm. uh, and he went in for a, an operation, a cancer operation, got COVID in the hospital, um, and because of his pre-existing condition uh, and his age, well, he was never put on a ventilator and he died. Yeah. Sure, that's hectic, hectic. So, wow. you know, these, these decisions about, you know, who do we support? You know, we need to look after the young because they've got a whole long life ahead of them. Well, what about the people who've actually, like someone like this who's given his whole life to his country, you know, probably fought in, uh, you know, done military service, fought in a war. Goodness knows how many lives he saved as a doctor. But sorry, mate, you know, you're in your 70s. We're going to let you die after we've after you got the virus in our hospital. Yeah, you know? no, that is. It's it's uh, it's. I mean, in Italy, though, for instance, they were saying that at one stage um, they were having to choose who lives yeah. and who dies. Yeah, yeah, and Imagine. the is, and the decision. You know, is the basis for the decision framework fair? Because this is someone who's paid tax for 50 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. all up 55 years. You know, no, it's, and, it's and, absolutely you know, crazy. Uh, 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 so, you know, and then you've got to trade that off against someone who's 20 something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, do you give, put a value on someone who's just starting their life? Or, you know, do mm-hmm. you thank someone who's actually <clears throat> given, the, given his life to, mm-hmm. to his country? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you think about, and I mean, this is my, my latest bugbear. I mean, if you take, let's say, for example, your average uh, tax spend or your, ta- your taxable, your total tax, let's just call it um, for sake of a number, 25%, you know, yes. of eight hours a day, you've spent two hours a day earning tax to pay for the country. You know, yeah. Yes, we benefit from it, but that's how much time each of us gives uh, to pay tax of our personal time. Mm. You know, while mm. we work, twenty five percent, and that's yeah, yes, wow, pays, for the, wow. pays for the police, pays for the education, pays for the roads to be made, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So a lot of it actually goes for good, 
but the pro, but you know, there is certain amount of that. There's obviously wasteful spending, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and without getting into the whole corruption story. So that's how much time each person is given to their country every single day. Oh. Yes, on a 25% taxable income. Mm. You know, never now you push that up to 30 or 40% of your your total earnings, or what happens if it's 60%? You know, five hours out of eight hours, you you work to pay that. Yeah, sure. David, um, what are the what are the practicalities now that people are sort of going back to work and all that, and you've got to have your your office basically has to be COVID nineteen sort of friendly, I suppose. I, I know I'm not using the correct Compliance, terminology. Yeah. Compliance. Yeah. That's the just I should word. know that as a financial <laughs> financial advisor. Compliance. <laughs> Compliance. I mean, yeah. I have nightmares I about know. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what are the practicalities? Um, what do these guys need to do um, in terms of the office space? I know you guys are not quite back yet at the office, are you? No, we, we're still getting our uh, personal protective equipment in place. It, apparently, it arrives today. Don't forget your vibrators. Um, you know, we've got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, it won't be built into my phone, so I won't get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, we we've got a culture of working remotely anyway. So we yeah. we've actually we haven't been too badly affected, and you know, as a result, we've actually been able to give five percent of our turnover into the solidarity fund. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But the the point being that you know, for the you know, at the Thompson Wilkes offices, we've had a um, our stuff opens up today. But you know, everyone has to have their protocols in place. You've got to have your temperature taken. You've got to wear your masks. You can only have a third of your staff in. Um, you have to sanitize uh, your office every day. Um, you know, so when you get to the security at the, the entrance to the buildings, uh, the security has to take your temperature. Um, wow. And if they can't take your temperature, they have to do an assessment of your symptoms. They have to write down your personal details. Um, and if your temperature is above 37 and a half, well, you're not allowed in. That's it. That's wow. it. Which is good. Uh-huh. It is good, yeah, yes. Which is good. So, you know, there, there is a lot of good stuff that's come through. And, I mean, you know, you look at countries that have had the, the virus for as long as we've had it. You know, some of them have taken a huge beating in terms of the population. Mm. Um, and we haven't. I think we've actually, from that point of view, I think it's been a success. But, you know, again, then the, you know, the, the layer of common sense needs to come into this and go, all right, well, actually, we're not doing too badly. How can we unlock this? What can we practically unlock? You know, so, I mean, it's fantastic to be able to order pizza again. I mean, wow. <laughs> well, I've actually been making my own pizza. We have, uh, Lissadie and I have, and it's been amazing. I mean, from the dough, I've made my own sauce. I've made everything. And uh, we've decided yeah. now that we don't actually want to order pizza takeaway because I'm actually making better pizza than anywhere we can find it. I, I'm being from the States. <laughs> Uh, being from the Which, well, then, what's would that? you say your 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 pizza rivals my uh, steak rolls now, Dustin? I don't know, but it, well, yeah, it probably does. Maybe we need to uh, when this is done, when we're able to uh, to get together, maybe we should yeah. have a little uh, cook off. Do you think? Yeah, I think Absolutely. so. I think so. Yeah. Wazi is known. I'm happy to eat both the meals and be the judge. Oh, well, we'll we'll definitely take you up on that. So, um, <laughs> um, but you know. There's also this. Uh, um, I mean, I worked in the property industry for a while, and, and I think there's a there was a pattern that I used to see every January, and I think we're going to see something similar. Yeah. Um, and that was that people would come back from holiday, 
and everyone would phone up asking about commercial rents because, of course, they'd been lying on the beach going, I hate my job, I hate my boss, I want to change my life. Um, And they'd come back in January and everyone would start exploring opening their own business. And I think you're going to see a lot of people make that kind of life-changing decision, whether it be to get divorced, get married, you know, um, have a, you know, Build a new house, change houses, move cities, change careers, sure. you know, do a new degree. I think we're going to see a lot of those big decisions being made or acted on after the lockdown, you know, obviously in favor of people getting more out of their lives. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, you know, I mean, everyone you chat has been doing online courses and, you know, suddenly everyone's like a yoga expert. And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I see that. I see, I see your 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 family law um, business also picking up because I think a lot of people are going to realise yeah. they don't really love their spouses that much anymore. There's going to be a bit of that, um, and I'm also expecting to be doing quite a lot of ANCs for people who've decided they do love their partner and they want to make that full commitment. I'm expecting both. Ah, yeah, sure. Doesn't that sound lovely? Yes. Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the the other thing that 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 I think is going to happen, guys, is that. I mean, how many romances are blooming, you know, in terms mm. of Facebook and meetings and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And and we know how we know how some people edit their photos. So when they finally get to meet each other, I mean, what's it gonna be like? You know, you know, do you do you drink until the person looks like their photo or <laughs> will the be open more, more next week with David Dewar? Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Lord help us all. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because you, you also, if if you're exploring something with someone on social media, you don't actually know what that person looks like, do you? <laughs> this is it. This is it. Yeah. yeah. You don't know how old the sort of will look. That was me pre-lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Pre-lockdown. Yeah. How far pre-lockdown was that? Guys, I... I, yeah. I I, I man, I'm telling you what, it, it's crazy. This world, I'm, I, it's been a great chat so far this morning. And uh, yeah. uh, I don't know, Wazi, do you have another question for him, or does, do you want to see maybe uh, give uh, David? You want to give us some advice, or uh, how do we want to wrap up? And 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 give out your details. Oh, uh, and yeah, so please do that. My my basic suggestion to everyone is take a conservative view on these regulations. Mm. Don't look for where you see the problem. This is going to sound crazy, but just in summation, we have this South African culture issue. You know, because of apartheid, those who were on the receiving end of apartheid, you know, uh, I don't want to go too much into that, but, you know, the laws were unjust, so they fought against them. Um, And people on the other side of the equation also, you know, because they could get away with so much, um, they just didn't respect the law. So we have a South African uh, culture of how do we circumvent the law and do what we want to do. And the yeah. problem is in this situation, we have to take a different view. We have to actually look at it and say, how do I comply with the law? Um, so take a conservative view and, all right, well, the regulation says that. I'm not sure about this. Let me take the safe route rather because, it's, you know, obviously you don't want the virus. You don't want to get a risk. Unless you're, one well, of those, unless you're one of those people who say, I'm going to be a revolutionary here and I'm going to push the boundaries because I feel like my rights are being infringed upon. And then you're going to be that guy or that woman uh, that Dave is speaking about that ends up in court uh, and becomes the case law for this. Because basically there is no case yes. law. This has never happened before. 
Yeah, but the problem is by the time they've become the case law, it's cost them somewhere between 50 and 100,000 rand, and the likelihood is that they will have a criminal conviction for it. And they will spend some time wow. locked up in a, yeah. in a, in a prison, or a, not a prison, but a jail, rather, where they've maybe yeah. caught something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they will get a conviction for it, but you know what? That yeah. risk is there. It's, yeah. not worth, it's just not worth taking. Take the conservative view, you know, and keep yourself safe. Stay Reduce your risk of getting arrested or reduce your risk of getting the virus and come under this alive. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Yeah. I and think that's perfect advice. David, how if can anyone we, wants to get hold yes. of you. Well, um, I think, let me, uh, can I give you what's best? Uh, any phone any number details, yeah, give them. I don't know if you want to give them your secretary's phone number or, or whose phone number or your phone number. Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe there will be a wedding, you know. After yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there will be a few, and I look forward to them. Um, uh, yeah, so the phone number is 082-608-0484. All because, right. of course, O is a number. There you are. All there right, you and if you want David, to, thank um, you so much for your time. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much, uh, uh, sir. If you want to, if you want to give your details through to Wazi, and I'll make sure that they go with the podcast as well. That way, people have them in front of them. Do you have a website or anything you want to give away? Um, well, we've got. Uh, I've got my personal website as Dave uh, David Dewar Attorney. Yes, and then the company website is, is ThompsonWilks.co.za. Okay. 